And we are live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's episode six. And boy, do we have plenty and plenty to talk about. Before we get started, of course, let me introduce my main man himself, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me again. All right. It's always a pleasure. Uh, it's always exciting when it's Tuesday because not only is it Taco Tuesday, but it's Podcast Tuesday as well. So I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys grab those tacos I was mentioning about earlier. And I hope you guys are ready because we have a lot to dive into. We have a wonderful matchup to recap, that 5-1 victory over Lobos Warp. And we have a very, very intense match to preview, which is the game against Tigres. So before we do any of that, we just want to say from the bottom of our heart, thank you to every single one of you guys who, uh, who, who's who been supporting us, really. Everyone that's, uh, you know, listened to us, uh, watched us live, who interact with us on our Twitter page. Don't forget, the Eagle Eye Podcast has, an, has, a, has a Twitter page. Make sure you guys go follow them. The, descri- uh, the Twitter handle is in the description down below and in the show notes as well. So thank you to every single one of you guys who have supported us and have, you know, started this journey with us so we thank you from the bottom of our heart we did give away that scarf uh we do have the winner uh dylan do you do you do you want to read out the, the winner's name um yeah um his twitter handle on twitter is uh decatico lozano and so we kind of had a little bit of problem ordering it because we didn't know what the name to put but um his name is carlos gomez and so carlos congratulations man and thank you for your support and uh, stay tuned, guys, because there's still more to come. You know, this is just the first of a few giveaways that we got planned up that we're going to do. So don't you guys worry about anything because uh, if you guys didn't win, uh, we'll have plenty of opportunities, like my man said right there. Uh, we'll be we'll be giving out a couple of scarves here and there, too, once we reach a certain amount of followers. And who knows, maybe one day randomly we'll just, you know, um, check out a competition say, you know, guess a number one through 50. And if you guys guess it right, we'll throw you guys a scarf your way. So... Again, thank you for everything that you guys have. Again, thank you to uh, Tecatito Lozano for, for following us. And he, he, of course, is the winner. So huge shout out to him um, and to every single one of you guys, because uh, without you guys, this really wouldn't be as fun. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get right to it. Let's uh, review. Let's break down what happened in the Estadio Seca last Saturday in, uh, in a wonderful matchup that was America versus Lobos Buap. So this is a game that we talked about a little bit with our host Johnny. Huge shout out to Johnny who was uh who was on the last podcast. Uh this is a this is a podcast uh excuse me this is a game that we all had confidence going in that America was the heavy favorite and was gonna come out uh the 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 better team and with a good result. Um I was I don't know if I was expecting a five one uh, thrash from from America, but um, I think either you know either or uh, it was a great it was a great result for for our Aguilas. So I'm gonna throw it to you, Dylan. Uh, game's all done, set, and and what are your reactions after you after you see that five one score result? Um, yeah, man, it's a good result. It's a great result, you know, especially with uh, some players gaining some confidence and also retaining confidence uh, going into the game against Tigres, which we'll recap sooner or later, you know. Um, a little bit of questioning with some of the team play, you know. Uh, you know, the team K could have been a little better, and it should have been a little better, especially since it's Lobo's WAP. But, you know, overall, it's a good result, you know, especially for the player like uh, Cecilio Dominguez, who 
really stood out the most, you know, it's just whether or not Cecilio can play up to that standard against Titus. And, you know, maybe he's gotten some confidence back. Well, we'll see coming up too when we kind of recap, um, I mean, preview the Titus game coming up. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about Cecilio Dominguez and, and what impact he can have. And ex- and we'll, we'll go a little bit down and break break down exactly what we think his impact was during the Lobos matchup. So before we get started, let's talk lineup because this is something that was very important. Uh, many questioned whether or not Jeremy Menes was going to get the start. Uh, many questioned whether or not Cecilio Dominguez should have been in that starting 11 and whether or not uh, Edson Alvarez was going to be able to start uh, another matchup. So uh lineup was a 4-4-2. I think it's pretty much a guarantee at this point that we might just be going with that 4-4-2. And that was going to be our 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 lineup for the rest of the season. Uh so it's Marchesin and Go, it's Paolo Aguilar, it's uh Bruno Valdez, uh Aguilera, Carlos Vargas, and then you jump into the midfield, which your wingers are, you know, Cecilio Dominguez, Renato Ibarra, and in the midfield, you add Guido Rodriguez with uh Mateo Zuriba up top. Henry Martin and Oriva Peralta. So this is kind of a lineup that we, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you predicted closely to this lineup, um, as well as um, as well as Johnny. So what what you guys what 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 was your initial reaction seeing that? Okay, this is the lineup that we're going to against a you know fairly weak Lobos. You know, I mean, regardless of the lineup, you know, I think any lineup would have been strong going up against Lobos. You know, uh, especially with Lobos how Kind of poor they've been defending this season, you know, but um, you can never underestimate any team, in my opinion, uh, regardless of what the record shows or how they played or anything like that. Because, like you said, too, um, it seems like the teams that are supposed to be easy to be America has trouble with it. But no, um, going and seeing the lineups like that, it was a good lineup, you know. Uh, it's kind of questions about Cecilio Dominguez a little bit, too, you know, seeing that he's been playing kind of average here recently and everything like that. But, you know, it, it shows to me that Miguel Herrera has has some trust in him, has some confidence in him to go out and to perform to to the best that he can at the moment. And, you know, I think I think against Lobos Wap, you know, Cecilio exceeded the expectations of everybody, um, especially mine and probably Johnny's too. You know, last uh, last podcast, you know, Johnny, once, once I'm gone, you know, I don't think Johnny expected him to come out um, playing like that. I don't think nobody did. And so the only only thing that – that kind of hurt was me seeing it still it's not getting the start, you know. But I understand, too, like, you know, Aguilera and uh, Bruno Valdez, you know, holding down those spots, and you know, and Guido and Mateo Suribe, um in the midfield, too, holding those spots. You know, Edson's got some pretty good competition, and it's, it's good for him in the long run, too, as well. Okay, before I jump on that Cecilio Dominguez hype train that everyone seems to be going about, uh, which granted he he's merited this. Uh, I know you you said you were disappointed not to see Edson Alvarez start, even though you know this is a matchup where you thought he could have. But recently, there's a reason why Miguel Herrera has dropped you know Diego Linus to the sub and Edson Alvarez to the bench, um, and it's not because he you know oh, wants to be this big bad guy. Um, it seems like he's doing it for the well-being of both of these players. Uh, I read that uh, I read in uh, that uh, in a Mexican newspaper that uh, you know the reason why Herrera has benched these two players was because they're you know they were kind of getting to a level of cockiness that was not good for the team nor for the player. Uh, it seemed that they were already kind of saying, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I got these European teams lining up. I'm going to go to Europe, you know, kind of, you know, because at that age, granted, you know, as, as, you know, 
they're not as mature as a, you know, 24, 26 player, you know, this is a kid, he's a teenager in a sense that, you know, has, you know, this pride, this ego that he wants to, you know, push forward. So Miguel Herrera saw that and he, whenever he went back to look at the games as a recap to see where his team did well, where his team maybe missed and where it, it could have been better. It seemed that for the most part, it always seems that there was mistakes on Diego Linus and Edson. And they, they pointed out to say that there was a couple of mistakes, big mistakes from Edson Alvarez throughout the last season that kind of stood out and made Miguel Herrera say, okay, we got to take this kid a couple levels down for his well-being and for the and for him to realize that yes you have the talent but you have to make you have to push you have to make that extra effort to make it into that starting 11 so it's not guaranteed because at this point i'm pretty sure Etan Alvarez you know as much as we want to credit him for being a great great player a great guy and for wanting him to be, to to assume that he is this mature a well-rounded player he is not he doesn't have that experience he doesn't have that much time on the pitch so I think I think this is a good part by Miguel Herrera's standards to you know kind of you know bring the kid down to earth, you know keep his foot his his feet on the ground and keep him level headed. I think it's gonna do him well, and I think that you know if Etan Alvarez really se aplica, then we could definitely see him uh, stand out in the upcoming games. So I, I just want to put that out there for the Etan Alvarez and the Diego Linus part of it. So you know it's kind of like to make sure both the players having their fault in this and the manager making a decision. So I just kind of wanted to put that out, especially to some of our viewers who, or listeners who, who, you know, kind of question exactly what's going on in the situation, you know, that, that can be it. So well, what's your take on that? Well, you know, it's, I kind of see it from two, two different ways, you know, with the way you said it too, um, you know, we're going to have trying to bring him down easily, you know, um, not trying to get him be too cocky, too big and stuff like that. But, you know, um, it's just, it's just this guy, this guy stood out, you know, this guy has been great with the national team and, you know, with America too. And, you know, it's just, you, you, like, how am I trying to put this? Like you break in, you know, with ease too, to me, in a sense, he kind of just did it, did it easily. You know, he didn't really have, have that period of time where he adjusted too much. You know, he kind of just like came in, you know, he knew his job, you know, he yeah, knew well, what he had to do. Yeah. 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 And so, and so, you know, he did it with these. So, you know, kind of, it kind of worries me too. Like, like, does that have an effect on him too? Like, how does he feel about seeing the bench? You know, like, you know, what if he doesn't fully understand and how does, it, how does this hurt possibly, you know, his development a little bit if it does so like that, but you know, no, I, I understand um, your side and what you read and what my head is trying to do, but, you know, I'm also thinking of, of, of my side too, you know, the, how does, does this hurt him in a way too, um, other than him, him, him being letting this be a teaching moment to him. Yeah, but I mean, in the end, I think he needs to see it that way. He needs to see it as a teaching moment. But I mean, it's it's without doubt that we know that you know he will fit perfectly in up uh, in any upcoming America team if he can kind of ride it out. You know, take this on the chin and you know he just progress, learn from it. Really, that's what he's got to do at this point. You know. It's, it's a learning experience. It's for him to build character on and off the pitch, which is a very important thing as a, as a football player. You know, you're representing. He knows what he represents. But I think I think at this point he needs to see that maybe he was getting a little bit carried away. You know, Miguel Herrera is bringing him down a couple of notches and really just kind of go with that and, and, and see. And hopefully he can, you know, mature from that and, and grow as a player. So, you know, 
I don't think me and you have any doubt that he can do that. And I, I think that, you know, we'll see a better Edson Alvarez for the same reason. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, you know, like uh, this is that past game. He had really bad. He did really bad against, you know, everybody already wanted him back to the, the to the U20s and stuff like that. So, you know, one, one bad game doesn't constitute you to go back down to the U20s and stuff like that. You know, this kid's still learning. And, you know, yeah, this kid might have um, – European offers, you know, there's rumors that he's going to leave after the World Cup and stuff like that. So, you know, just at this point, we don't know, you know, especially with the uh, Coco champions coming up and also the league to play, you know, he's, he's going to have his opportunities. He's going to have his chances, too. That's true. That's true. Uh, lots of game time coming up for America as well. But, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll just sum it up and say that it's a test of his character at this point, And hopefully uh, he can take it as an advantage and grow as a player. But let's let, let's track back before we went off on that big tangent. Um, Cecilio Dominguez had an absolutely great game. We saw a Cecilio Dominguez who was happy, who was confident. And this is something that we've been uh, kind of, you know, forcing and saying in the podcast. You know, you want a healthy Cecilio Dominguez, but you also want a happy Cecilio Dominguez. You want, uh, you know, Ceci to be, uh, you know, 100% in his confidence because, you know, Prior to this, you know, he got the ball and he would lose it, you know, at, you know, without really making any real fuss about it. So, you know, granted, I th- what he had two assists, if I'm not mistaken, this game, uh, which I is huge. So. It's just huge. I mean, credit, you want the guy to be scoring goals, but if he's producing like that too, then that means he's finding the spaces. That means he's finding the, uh, you know, he's going at defenders. He's He's opening the gaps for his forwards to go and score the goals, which is exactly what you want out of him. So I think for the most part, yes, great job for Cecilio Dominguez. Um, I hope he can carry that into a super tough matchup and a super tough environment like the Volcan against Tigres. But I think overall the team looked very well. And for the most part, we saw players that have been performing continue to perform, like the likes of Henry Martin. Scores a hat trick. We'll go. We'll, we'll get into him a little bit more later down the podcast road. Um, Renato Ibarra, what else can we say about him? Gets a goal and still seems to be one of our best players on the pitch. You know, uh, Guido Rodriguez, again, a very quiet game. But if you're someone who tactically likes to die, you know, to to dissect and, and really pay attention to a game like that, then you would see that Guido Rodriguez had an absolutely amazing game. So, I mean, all in all, the players on the pitch stood out and did a very good job. I think the defense had another good solid performance. Um, really, uh, I mean, there's a couple of players that you want more out of, like the likes of Jorge Peralta, who we didn't see much, uh, Mateo Zuribe, who we didn't see much, um, you know, the, a couple of players here and there. But for the most part, the team looked well. Um, but even though we had a 5-1 victory, even though we looked great, there was points in times during the matchup where – I was questioning what was going on because even though it looked like Lobo's plan was to just park the bus and take and soak in the pressure, whenever Lobo's Bob got the ball, America looked a little bit stretched. And I don't know, was it because some of these players were not really wanting to go down to defend and they thought it was such an easy job that the defenders can do it all on their own? But I didn't like the way that we kind of gave up too much space to Lobos. I didn't like the fact that we were giving too many free kick opportunities in dangerous areas that, you know, 
I mean, what what's your take on this? I mean, on the defensive side, we did well, but if you look at all these things that we did, what exactly is going on? What what do you think? Yeah, I, um, to be honest, you know, I think it's just a little bit more of like you said, a goal, a goal fest. You know, as soon as we saw Jeremy Menes come on, you know, um, I think you know it was just a little bit more high pressure, you know, a little more more uh, attacking minded, you know. So I can kind of see why, um, it was stretched a little bit, and I saw that too. You know, there was times, you know, where, um, you know, like you said, the free kicks were given up. You know, it just didn't seem like nobody wanted to come back and defend. The most part, I just feel like Miguel had pressed it so much because he saw what they were, what Lobos were doing. Like you said, like they were trying to park the bus, you know, soak up some pressure, stuff like that. And you know, he was going for the You know, he wanted us to have like a high, um, press team. You know, to get us a comfortable win. It was a five on one, which was really comfortable, and. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure we're not going to see that against the Tigres, especially in the Volcan. You know, we're not going to see that. We're going to see a more um, organized team, a team that's going to keep um, be keeping together and stuff like that, you know, um, covering the spaces, um, covering their zoned area and, you know, trying to stop Tigres from possibly scoring a goal. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different game when, when we go up against Tigres. Um but I just didn't like that, and I think I was I was messaging you that um, that I, I didn't really like the fact that how we were playing. Even after we got that first goal, we were still sloppy. Um, in the final third, we just we we can't seem to finish our chances, and not just that, but it seems that uh, we we get short of ideas at times, which is something I really don't like. You know, after you know the game opened up a little bit more, and Lobos kind of you know brought there you know, wall a little bit more down. Um, you know, that's that's when we saw the better side of America. But before that, we saw an America who struggled to connect passes here and there. And this is against Lobos Bois. I mean, what's you know, what's going on right here? So um I I, I want to see more of a precise America. They looked better than previous games, of course, but I don't know if that was because they are better or because of the opposition. But I mean no disrespect to Lobos Bois, but you know, with I just want to I just want to see a better America come against Tigres because against a very very good talented side like Tigres, we need to finish our chances and we cannot uh, you know give them the opportunity to get us on the counter, especially with the players that they have that can get us on the break. Um, but aside from that, I re- really had a wonderful wonderful time watching this America game. I don't think I don't think uh, we've had a match like this in such a long time where it was goal after goal. And just emotion after emotion of happiness. I think really uh, for the fans, I think this is one of the best performance, obviously in the year, but in 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 season prior too. Because you know we got to see not only a goal fest, but just wonderful play. And I think really that 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 stood out to me. Yeah, you know, just keep the clean sheet. One thing that kind of made me mad was he didn't keep that clean sheet like we should have. Yeah, that that too. But I mean, I you get it. I mean, you know, you're up, you know, three nil. You're confident. The team's not really even playing, so you know they get one opportunity, and you know it was really much. It was really kind of like you know, like Lobos Bob just kind of happened to find the ball there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just uh, probably miss, just a little bit of miscommunication, but you know, um, different things are to come. You know, against this, you know, especially the side that's gonna finish top three, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna have our need to have our pilas on because it's it's gonna be a tough matchup. No matter what, we're gonna have a very, very tough matchup against Tigres. But um, 
yeah, we, 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 the first half was actually, you know, pretty decent. We go up 2 0, two great headers from Henry Martin. Um, you know, not just only the pass was good, but if you look at the movement of this kid inside the box, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, you, you know, he, he's getting in the right positions at the right time, which is great. And I think that's, you know, he's working on it. And, and we're going to see a very much more confident Henry Martin now that he's by himself, a hat trick. And that's what you want to see. You want to see this kid keep performing. So we're going to the half 2-0. Um, I think, you know, we're both excited. We, we both think the best things are going to happen. And then Miguel kind of just flips it a little bit and says, boom, I'm going to take Carlos Vargas off because Lobos Wap at that point had, you know, 10 men. Shout out to Masaru Rodriguez for giving, uh, getting himself a red card. You know, old time sakes. I, I get it. Um, so he takes off Carlos Vargas and brings in Jeremy Menes. And you questioned that. You're like, what's going on? What, you know, why is he doing this? And I told you, he just wants to give a, he just wants to get a goal fest. Yeah. And obviously we saw, you know, especially Jeremy Menes scoring too, you know, it's just um, going back to kind of like what you said, you know, the team seemed kind of stretched, stuff like that, you know, um, that's probably one of the reasons why too, you know, we had some players going forward, you know, like you said, nobody wanted to come back, you know, but, um, we're not going to probably see this, you know, against Adidas, you know, we're going to see like a more organized fashion of a team and stuff like that. So, but yeah, you know, um, uh, props to Miguel for putting Jeremy Menes on, you know, uh, created some more chances stuff like that and seeing our Frenchman score his goal or his, his goal in the second two. Which is absolutely amazing. The Frenchman gets his goal against Lobos Buap. And what a beauty it was, really. Uh, and it says from, uh, from Renato Ibarra, too, who had an amazing performance and scored a goal himself. Uh, I, I think just the way he connects with the ball so cleanly, so smoothly, that, you know, it directs it perfectly. I, would, I don't want to say into the angle because it wasn't really into the angle, but uh, close to the angle. Um, and what a fantastic goal. I think, I think that really was the cherry on top. Um, and then r- really what a performance from the guy. So, I mean, I couldn't be any happier, uh, with a goal from Jeremy Menes, but, but I, you see the guy play and he is still not a hundred percent there. You you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think like we said in the last podcast, you know, we'll give him his time, you know, um, but you know, great for him, you know, maybe, maybe he'll, he'll adapt quicker. Maybe he's coming, um, stronger than what we really think. So, you know, maybe that goal really helped him out in his confidence and playing ability to play with the team. So maybe we'll see him perform better sooner rather than later. Yep. I mean, it is a very important matchup coming up next week, this Saturday, um, Frenchman versus Frenchman. Although, um, you know, I, I know we, I know we mentioned this last podcast and we want to give him the time and the space to adapt and everything, but, um, I, I don't know how much time really is a good enough amount of time. I mean, because you got to take in consideration the fact that, one, he wasn't playing in Turkey. Two, his age. Three, the, the you know, the climate and everything. The fact that, you know, he's in, in the higher altitude and everything. I, I, I really just, I want to see the best Jeremy Menes that we can and at the fastest rate that we can possibly get him. Because if we hold out for way too long, people are going to start questioning why is it that we brought him if he's going to take so much more time to adapt than, f- for example, a Gignac? So, but I'm, I'm, I'm trusting in, in the America team and, and in the coach and in the staff that they're doing everything to, to get him 100%. But, you know, you know, he's happy. He, it looks like he was because he went to go celebrate with the whole bench. 
Um, and I think Miguel Herrera is doing the right thing, taking it slowly by slowly. And, you know, it was pretty big to give him 45 minutes uh, out on the pitch. So he looked a little bit tired here and there. It looked like he was a little bit winded, but uh, finished out those 45 minutes with a beautiful goal. So, I mean, what more can we say? Yeah, no, I agree. You know, probably the language barrier, too, is what's uh, holding back a little bit, too. Uh, like we mentioned in the last podcast, too. But, um, yeah, like I said, we need to just give him some time. You know, maybe this goal really boosted his confidence. And maybe we'll see him sooner rather than later, like I said. Yeah, I, that, I can only hope for a Jeremy Menace ready by, let's say, the classical. That that would be, that for me would be ideal. Like, that would be perfect Jeremy Menace time. You know? Splash, yeah, yeah, splash the Frenchman onto the onto the Rabano. Yeah, man, I'd love to see him tear tear it up like in the classical too. Well, we'll have to wait and see whether or not our dreams do come true in regards to that sense. But um, I think you know, I think now we've gotten to the point where we need to talk about Henry Martin. We need to talk about those three goals, and we need to talk about that performance that he gave out on the pitch. I think it, it he merits the praise. The and everything he's gotten throughout the week. Some people would argue that, yeah, but it's just against Lobos, this, this, and that. Okay, granted, yes, the 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 opponent was not the you know most toughest opponent, but to get a hat trick with all of them to be from the head, I, I mean that I, I think that speaks a lot about the kid, and and I think it speaks a lot about how he is working on positioning himself to be in the right place at the right time. So Henry Martin gets three goals. What do you what do you got to say? Because I mean, this is our boy right here. Yeah, like you always say, this kid's hungry. You know, he's gonna come out hungry every game, which is good for us because um, this this is our leading goal scorer right now. And so you know, you're gonna want to see him scoring goals week in and week out. You know, no matter what, or even helping goals, maybe providing an assist here and there too, while scoring a goal in that same game. Um, but hats off to him. You know, he's he's earned it. He's He's done, you know, got the game ball, too. And, you know, despite it being Lobos, like you said, you know, um, getting a hat trick is tough and it's not easy. And, you know, uh, a hat trick can only boost your confidence so much. And right now, I I think Henny Martins is pretty high right now in the sky, you know, with with his confidence. And I'm pretty sure that he is. I mean, what a performance. What a a result, really. So, you know, we end the night with a 5-1 victory, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Renato Ibarra also got on the score sheet, like I've been mentioning. Uh, again, another pretty solid performance from the guy. Uh, I mean, what, what more can we add on to the on to say about that? Really, nothing. I mean, I, I just think this is kind of uh, unbelievable for him right now. You know, from you know, right in the bench at Cholos to being a star here here with the Aguilas. You know, it's great for him. And what more can you say about the kid? That is true. So, Henry Martin, uh, thank you, and hopefully he can continue to perform. Um, I, I think he's he's got his head set straight and his feet on the ground, and you know, he, every every game, every game, he comes out and he's hungry, and I love that about the kid. The, he's working, he's busting his his butt to get there, and I like it. I like it. But now we need to talk about something that many people will be questioning: What is going on with what is going on with our captain, who even against Lobos Wab couldn't score a goal? And let me be honest, it didn't even look like he was in, in a good position to even score a goal at times. I, I think I even mentioned this to you that at too many times that I feel like he was 
playing a little bit too deep and that he was just there to maybe act like maybe another midfielder. So I, I didn't really like that. I didn't really like his performance. What do you think? What's what's going on with Oribe? Is it is it the fact that, you know, he has a kid like Henry Martin in front of him? Is it the fact that maybe he's not getting enough, you know, balls? You know, like, are, are they not feeding him enough? Like, what's 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 going on with, with Oribe Peralta? I think it's the fact that uh, Henry's there and uh, just uh, not taking the chance of his opportunities, really, you know, because um, he had uh, that header that was right there, but, you know, it just, it just missed and it came off the post, right? Correct. Yes, 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 yes. Correct. Yeah. Came off the yeah. post. And then uh, he had the missed penalty earlier in the season too, and so you know, you know, maybe that maybe that's getting to him. You know, maybe the missed penalty. You know, maybe he's had some chance, other chances too that uh, he missed and couldn't finish. You know, so maybe it's just getting to him. Maybe he's thinking to himself, "I can't finish no more. I'm just gonna leave it all off to Henry." You know, you, you think but, there's you know, a lack I, of confidence then? Yeah, yeah, I could kind of see there's a lack of confidence because I mean, like, I mean, like I said, you know, the missed penalty, and you know. A clear header, you know, right there that just came off the post, you know, you know, he's probably just thinking, what if I can't finish, you know, no more? What if, what if I don't have the, the means to finish no more? So, you know, it's just, it's just weird to see him quiet, and it's, it's frustrating me and and making me upset a little bit that we can't see our captain score one goal so far in this, uh, in this tournament, and you know, maybe, you know, maybe it could be a slow start, maybe it could just, you know, like I think really it's more of a lack of confidence than anything. It could be that. It could be that. I mean, something could be going on in the background that we don't know of. But, you know, whatever it is, whatever the case is, uh, I just hope for the most part, Oriya Peralta can fix this and will fix this. And for the most part, we'll get better. And, and hopefully as a team, because the team looks like they're growing with, in confidence. So as as ho I hope as the team grows in confidence that he himself does as well. And we can see him bag goals and, you know, provide assists and, you know, do what he has to do. And cor correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first game or he has been subbed off so far, has it? Is this the first game? Yeah, yeah, he gets subbed off. But really, the only reason he gets subbed off is because he picks up that yellow card. Well, yeah, I mean, like, um, giving him that, yeah, but, but what if we never got that yellow card? Do you think he'd have been subbed off? No, no. No, I think if I had one, would have came on for Cecilia Dominguez. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. It's, it's just. It's just that you know. Um. What What I question too is uh. What What trust and confidence does Piojo have in Oribe right now? Even though you know whether it be his lack of confidence or his slow start to this tournament, you know, like does uh, does Piojo still have it? Like, is it still full or like is he slowly losing it? No, I think he has full confidence in his captain. I think the fact that he's wearing that captain on his man tells you a lot. Um. If not, then he would have, you know, he would have taken it off him, and he probably would have benched him. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I see Miguel Herrera still having a lot of confidence in his captain, and I'm not saying we should start losing confidence in him, but maybe we should start maybe um, asking more of him. You know, which is maybe a little bit unfair because as Americanistas, we've we asked so much and so much, and he is actually one of the players that has been able to give us. You know, he's he's done time and time again work, all the work ethic, all the you know the hustle and the muscle that he's put out throughout the seasons. So I mean, it's a little unfair that we you know now that he's having kind of like a rut to go on the record and be like, you know, what's going on with you, Prada? We need you to do more. We need you to do this. We need you to do that. 
I'm not saying let's be leaning on the guy too much, but I'm just saying, you know, it's 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 a little bit of a difficult one. But I, I think we should ask more of Oriya Peralta, but we shouldn't be so quick to want him out also. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not saying that I want him out. You know, I mean, if if uh, it seemed like you know, I apologize. You know, um, I do trust Odi, but you know, this guy's our captain, like you said. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, I want to go. I want to know what's going on in uh, the coaching staff and everything like that. What they think of Odi right now, too, and everything. You know, uh, they have different points of view. Um, in some cases, you know, but no, yeah, I agree. You know, we need to ask for it even more. You know. Um, I think this guy has delivered time and time again. You know, Piojo obviously worked with him before, whether it be with um, with the national team or in his first stint too with America. But no, 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 yeah, a little, a, a little more from Uribe is what we want. You know, just just want to go, and I think he'd be back with his confidence. Yeah, I think just a little bit more. We'll, we'll give Oriol Peralta a little bit more time before we actually start. You know, asking for you know his head or anything like that. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know. Well, we'll leave that as it is. So a pretty good performance, a pretty well-rounded game. We leave with a Henry Martin hat-trick, uh, Jeremy Menes debut goal. I think all we need now is for Iwadawin to show up a little bit more. So really, you know, the team is gelling together and it's looking good. And you want this kind of confidence going up against Tigres. So, I mean, overall, you know, one out of ten, I think I'd rate this performance, uh, you know, solid eight point five. What would you give it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Eight point five, maybe, maybe eight too. Maybe eight. Okay, eight, I, 8. I, I, I can yeah. get one. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that was the matchup against Lobos. Wap. Um, pretty happy. We get three points at this point of the league. We are in second place, just one goal behind. Monterrey. So things are starting to cook up. Things are starting to get a little bit more spicy in the Liga MX table. So I hope you guys are really excited about this. Even if you're not Americanistas fans and you're just kind of, you know, trying trying to see what the league is going to be like and everything, I promise you stick around because the good part is just about to happen. We are, you know, in the mix of, you know, starting to see a little bit more plays. Some of these teams are going to be a little bit more fatigued because some have to go play out into different competitions. So it's, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful competition come February and March. So with that said, before we jump into the Tigres matchup, is there anything else you want to add about this Lobos Um, No, I mean, I just wish we had the clean sheet. That's it. Yeah, that's true. If we did, we'd probably be maybe first place against Monterrey. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think so, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, just, I think Lobos are kind of happy just to walk away with a goal at least. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally, totally happy with that as well. So now, you know, we'll close that, put it down as three good solid, solid points and a very, very good performance. Now, before we talk about the Tigres matchup, there is something that we need to address to you, the viewer and the listener. Because it is coming to the point where America's schedule is going to start, you know, involving more matchups during the week and the weekend and everything's going to get all mashed up. We will have to move the podcast around in a different day. It might be Monday. It might be Wednesday. So it is very, very important that you follow us on our Twitter page, whether it's me, whether it's Dylan, and especially um, you especially you should follow the Eagle Eye Podcast Twitter handle as we will keep you updated with everything. 
So make sure you guys uh, follow us and you guys stay tuned because we will be letting you guys know a couple of days ahead, if not a week ahead of what the schedule is going to look like. And just to give you guys a heads up, it looks like for the most part, I'm pretty sure we're about 90% in agreement here that we are moving the podcast next week to Monday as it is Doble Jornada against Morelia. So we will be breaking down that Tigres matchup and we'll be previewing the Morelia matchup and then, uh, you know, then the following day, which is Tuesday, is the Morelia game. So a lot, a lot, you know, it, to, to sit here and try to explain to you guys, it's a little bit confusing. I, I'd confuse myself if if it wasn't for having a calendar and in, in front of me. Um, so just letting you guys know, it's it's going to be a mix-up uh, throughout this these these next two months. Uh, we'll try to keep still doing them on Tuesday, but if we cannot for whatever reason, uh, we will let you guys know in accordance and uh, so that way you guys are up to date. So that way you guys, uh, you know, don't miss any episode. But if you do, don't forget, we are on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. So if you guys ever, ever uh, do miss a live show, we are also on those platforms. So you guys can listen to us on the go. Dylan, anything you want to add? No, no, pretty much is it just keep up, guys. You know, it's going to get a little crazy. You know, um, like Ivan said, you know, Tuesdays are gonna be our set days but you know just for some reason if we need to move it um just kind of tune in on our page to see what days we're gonna move it and what time it's gonna start at because there are sometimes where we're not be able to start it right at seven so we might have to push it back a little bit so just kind of keep up with us please yeah yeah i i you know and and this is a weird thing because me and you talked about the possibility of moving a podcast and this and that, but it was always because maybe we were going to have schedule conflicts, you know, like you had to do something. I had to do something. And we never really thought about America actually being the reason why we have to move the podcast. Um, But it is what it is. Uh, We're just letting you guys know just so that way you guys kind of like a heads up. And then, uh, you know, we're kind of all on the same page here. So, Again, our apologies if that does conflict with any of your guys' schedule. We do apologize, but like I always said, you can always find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. So let's jump into the preview of the Tigres matchup, one of the most toughest matchups we will face this season. And funny enough, we've had those uh, quite already in the opening half of the Clausura. So it's uh it's scheduled for Saturday in the night. Uh, I believe it's seven o'clock your time, five p.m. my time. So we're going down to Monterrey, or actually up, depending on you know where where you're going. Um, we're going to Monterrey, and we're going to a very very tough atmosphere, which is the Volcan. And let me tell you, the last times we've been there, it has not been a pretty result for us. So. How are you feeling after this 5-1 result against Lobos Boab going into the Volcan, into a place where we literally got scored on so many times in the last couple of years? No, I'm just kind of nervous, you know, a tough place, you know, especially uh, a bad end to the Ligia whenever we played them in the Volcan uh, last tournament, you know, especially the way we ended the Ligia with no goals. So it's kind of it's kind of nerve wracking a little bit knowing that Tigres is obviously um, a top two team, you know, um, especially with the sides that they have, you know, um, their bench is even scary, too. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup going in, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the whole lines up this kind of match, you know, whether he goes with uh, 
a back five or a back four, which, uh, we, you know, we'll kind of talk about lineups here in a minute too as well. It's nerve-wracking overall for me. I'm just kind of nervous going into this game. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm trying to look at the league table right here. Um, Tigres is down in eighth. Of course, let's not forget they are coming into this matchup after losing to uh, Pumas 2-0. to zero. So will that play in America's favor or will that play in Tigres' favor to kind of, you know, get them pumped up to kind of display that they are the reigning champions uh, and that they can, you know, put on a performance against America? You know, they lost to Puebla too. So what, who says that America can beat Tigres, man? I mean, yeah, you lose to Puebla in the in the in the week opener, and then you know, I guess you know we kind of debated it whenever America played Pumas. You know, Puma, you know it could have gone either way. You know, America might have won, Pumas might have won, it might have been a draw. So I don't know. Just just who who can't say that America can't beat Tigres in the Volcan? That's true. But if it's one thing I want to point out is we cannot go into that matchup super confident. We cannot go in there and be like, "Yo, we just beat Lobos Wap five one." You guys just lost against Pumas 2-0. We're definitely going to walk all over you guys. We cannot do that. I cannot stress that enough, that we cannot go into that Volcan with our heads super held high thinking that this matchup is an easy matchup because it's not. Because we have track history in that stadium that does not lead to good results. We've gotten them. They're there. And it's a possibility that we can do that again this Saturday, which I hope and I'm I'm really hoping that we can. But it's not an easy matchup. It's not a matchup to take lightly. And yes, we've, we're coming off a very good, strong win, but it doesn't mean that we need to go in there super exaggerated confidence. So I, I think Piojo will get it right. I think if you can tactically be better than Tigres, then I don't see why you can't get the three points against them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like we've always stressed too, you know, you can't um, expect something easy, especially away games, you know, whenever you're traveling you know because traveling is never easy you know and it's always hard difficult on the road to get three points rather than it is playing at home and you know what like i always say too you know you can't ever take any team lightly you know regardless of of their record or who they lost to and everything like that but you know there's still that chance you know we yeah we've had some bad experiences at Volcan, but you know there's always that chance and i you know personally yeah i'm gonna go to say Piojo's gonna get it right i don't i'm not gonna say i think he can't or nothing. Uh, I think Piojo is going to get it right because Piojo saw what happened in the year, and he's not going to want a repeat of that. No, I think this is definitely a better America side than the side that we faced, uh, you know, in the Liga. This is because this is America who's actually scoring goals, and that was an America that was not. So there's confidence, and then I think we're, we're definitely we're going to be on it, and I hope for, you know, the sake that Piojo actually gets this one correct. So... Um, you know, we're, we're here, we're talking, and we're sitting, and I, I think it's fair enough that we both feel that America can get the three points come Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of point out, you know, uh, Tigres also lost uh, Javier Aquino uh, to injury yeah, after yeah. three weeks. You know, yeah. So you know, no Javier Aquino for Tigres. You know, you know, but also you know that bench is kind of scary. You know, they're stacked with players. So you know, um, if someone goes down, you know, there's somebody already there to replace them. That's just probably going to perform just as good as him. And so it's just kind of interesting, you know, to see how Tigres will also line up coming up against us, knowing that they don't have the likes of Javier Aquino. That's crazy. Because it's true. I mean, Javier Aquino goes down, but I'm pretty sure Carlos, I mean, Eduardo Vargas is going to be playing on that left-hand side. So, I mean, 
It's like they lose Aquino, but now they, you know, gain another good player too. So it's, you know, like you said, they're stacked with really good players. Um, but even so, we I'm confident with the, with the squad we have that we can go toe-to-toe. Uh, and the reason why I bring that up is like, you know, we're sitting down here, we're talking about three points and that we believe in, and think that America can get that. Because I want to ask you this, if America walks away with a draw, will you be happy with that? Or will you feel deep down inside that no, I I would have I obviously everyone would rather get the get the get the win, but if America gets a draw, do you see that as a good result or no? I, I see it as a good result, you know. Um, to me, you know, getting a draw against this, you know, who you know, I don't know for some reason it just always seems like at the beginning of the tournament, Tigger just kind of struggles, and all of a sudden that becomes super sane and like just goes on and goes to the final, you know, and possibly win it all or just lose it on the final, either one. But no, I think a draw would be a good result in the long run for us, especially in El Volcan, you know, I just think it'd be good overall. Okay. Interesting. Because if we do get a draw, I feel like it's going to feel like a draw that, you know, feels like a defeat rather than a draw that feels like a victory for me. That in, in the sense for me, because I, I see this team, I see the way we're playing you know, I see this Tigres side, they struggle, you know, and, and I see us, how, we, you know, we're, we're growing and we're moving and we look like a much, much better America side. I feel like we have every right to go in there and get the three points rather than go in there and get the get the draw and think, great, this is going to be a great result in the long run. I think we need to focus on those three points. Granted, you know, whatever the situation is during the matchup, then we can we we can decide whether or not a point was good enough from for for the side. But for the most part, I want it to be three points. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, like, like you said, you know, um, everybody wants three points. I I would rather have the three points than the draw, like you said. But I also think too that, like I said, the draw would be a good result too as well. That's yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, let's talk tactics. Let's let's talk what America has to do in order to walk out of the Volcan with three points. What is what do you think America needs to do in order to perform to a to a very high Tigres standards? Um, they're gonna have to keep finishing. You know, we saw that against uh, Lobos. You know, obviously they finished five goals from against Lobos. Uh, keep finishing. Um, keeping the possession and. Playing, just playing small overall as a team. Playing as a team, not not worrying about individuals, nothing but playing as a team. All right, I'll piggyback off of you and say that not only do we need to finish our chances, but you know when we get them, I think that we need to finish, and we need to produce and finish every single opportunity, because I can't stress it enough how important it is that we do not give up a play where we can get Tigres to counterattack us. That's no good for us. I think I think America needs to, which is something I've been saying. They need to get better at their passing, which they have. Granted, you know, I I want them to be less sloppy and I want them to be more precise in the final third. I think that is the most important part. They need to be more clinical when it comes to their decision making in the final third. Because for playing from the from the de- from the defense to the midfield, we have no issue. It's from the midfield to the attacking side where we seem to lack a little bit of sometimes creativity, sometimes precision, sometimes, you know, whatever it may be. I, I think that if America can, can, can you know, link up well and can finish the passes and cannot be sloppy when it comes to those final passes and we finish those opportunities, 
you know, and I'm not saying score every single opportunity. I'm saying finish. Make sure that the ball goes, you know, if it doesn't go inside the post, it goes close enough, you know, if it doesn't go inside, it, it needs to be close. We need to finish off the plays. It's very important that we do so against a very good Tigres side. So we talked a little bit about the attack and what we think needs to be done. I think that two players that are going to have a very, very key role, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go to predicting our lineup a little bit later. Um, I think Renato Ibarra, and I'm pretty sure Cecilia Dominguez is going to play. So Renato Ibarra and Cecilia Dominguez, these are two players that are going to have such a high, high role in this matchup against Tigres. Do you think, or, or would you disagree with, with what I'm saying? No, yeah. Um, I don't know really about Cecilia Dominguez. You know, I'd kind of say Renato and uh, Henry, you know, especially with Henry coming off of that hat trick, you know, people are going to want to see him score one or two goals, maybe this possible game against a tough, uh, t- against a tough Tigres team. And so I think to me, uh, Renato and uh, Henry are going to be the two important players going forward. True, Henry's going to be important in the sense that, you know, if he gets his opportunity, he puts that away. But I'm saying the fact that, for example, Renato Ibarra on the right, Cecilia Dominguez on the left. I think they're going to have a very important matchup going forward because they're going to be uh, in charge of doing the the most creative side to charging against Tigres' defense, to moving the ball, you know, to finding those spaces. I think they're going to have a very important matchup. If they can find the space, if they can open up the game, then that is where America is going to get the victory from, from those two white players and how much they come back and defend because this is a thing to decide that likes to attack, especially at home. They're not going to be shy. So it's going to be important that America, those two players, you know, that are quote unquote, the wingers need to come back and defend and help out uh, because it's, it's, it's going to be a crucial role. I, w- I would imagine. So if, if those two players can come in and, and perform in that standard, then I see, no reason why we can't walk away with the victory because of those two players. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, the, the, um, them taking on players, uh, dribbling on past them, you know, providing uh, key passes and whether it be crosses inside the box or passes that are um, traveling on the ground, you know, in front of them, you know, and then getting them to the, to the right players to make sure they finish your chances. Yeah, yeah I can agree to that. All righty. I think, though, uh, one thing that we need to touch up on is defense. Even though as good as we've been defending, this is a new challenge. This is a very tough challenge. What do you think we need to do defensively in order to make sure that not only do we keep a clean sheet, but we make sure that this Tigre side doesn't score on, score on us maybe even more than one goal? That's that's kind of a, that's a real tough question, you know, because, you know, I like the back line the way it is now. I think the back line has been performing well together. You know, this is a this is a back line that, um, despite Barguilard um, um, not starting one game due to injury, you know, this is the back line that's playing the whole season together. That knows each other. That knows where that where each other's gonna be, um, where their zones are. You know, when it comes to marking and defending. So um, it's kind of really hard to say because this back line just seems to be the the back line to the, to beat right now. Yeah, well, I, I I hope defensively we can keep our you know the, the same structure that we've been having. I the, the players keep understanding their role the way they have. Like I said, if it was very important for Renato and and Cecilio to have a good performance, I think it's going to be said for the same thing. Paola Aguilar and Carlos Vargas are going to have a very very tough matchup, and we I hope for the most part that 
they they're on it because especially Carlos Vargas, he's gonna have his toughest matchup yet in that left back position. I think you know he's gonna he's gonna have to step up to the plate and he's gonna have to make sure that they don't get past him so easily and that you know he he can break up the attack. So I think the key lies within that left hand side and whether or not we can stop Tigres from actually going and and tearing us apart from that side. Yeah, I think coming to this game, in my opinion, uh, Piojo is going to be a little conservative, you know, because he he knows how good Tigres is, you know, going forward, you know, how stacked they are with good players, you know, when it comes to attacking, you know, but I, I think he's not going to be scared to attack either. I think he might press up a little bit, you know, um, going forward, trying to get players forward to create some chances and stuff like that. So I kind of see this, see him going balanced in this game, you know, knowing when to defend and knowing when to attack and move the ball forward. Um, to get those goals and create some chances too as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess this would be a perfect time. Uh, what's your lineup? What, what's your predicted lineup for uh, for the match against Tigres? Um, obviously, Martin Singh in goal, uh, Bar Aguilar, uh, Aguilera, uh, Valdez, Carlos Vargas on the right, um, Renato Ibarra on the left, uh, Cecilio Dominguez, in the midfield, I'm going to go with Guido. I'm actually going to go with um, Corona in the midfield. And then up top, I'm going to go with uh, Henny Martin and Oribe Perata. Okay. Okay, I like it. I like it. I do. I'm going to go with a 5-3-2 formation. Because like you said, I think Piojo is going to be very conservative. And we've seen this time and time again from Piojo when it comes to a matchup like this. He tends to fall and rely to his set formation that he always, you know, has always worked for him, which is the 5-3-2. I would hope that he goes with that 4-4-2 because that gives us more of an attacking threat. And because that's what we've been using and that's what's been working. But I think he's going to go with the 5-3-2. Um, I think he's going marching gold. Uh, Paul, it's going to be uh, Bruno, Aguilera, Edson, and um, Carlos Vargas. Then in the midfield, we're going to have Guido as a center defensive mid. Then on the right, you're going to have Renato Ibarra. On the left, you're going to have Cecilio Dominguez. Up top, you're going to have Henry Martin and Oribe Peralta. That's that's my that's my predicted line. Yeah, you know, I, w- I was kind of thinking the same thing, too, you know, as we kind of went along a little bit, thinking about uh, the lineup against Titus and everything. That You know, I was thinking 5-3-2, five, five, you know. That's what I was kind of seeing more and everything like that. But I don't know. I just feel like he's going to come out with the 442 because I feel like the 442 is kind of a, a little bit more balanced. Um I kind of see the 532 a little bit more uh defensive obviously cuz you got five in the back but you know who knows you know I I I can agree to that lineup too that you mentioned uh, that 532 but you know we're just going to have to wait and kind of see you know Friday whenever um that lineup comes out when in this press conference. Hopefully he does give it in his press conference. But if you guys are putting money on our lineups, I, I just want to put this on the record. I have yet to predict a single lineup that has actually been out there and has been good. I have always been wrong with my lineup. I, I always go adventurous. I'm not going to lie. I, I always go for the risky one, and it, it never pans out. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, yo, I'm going to go with I, what I've been saying, hesitate a little bit because, I, you know, I'm six games into the season and I still haven't predicted the lineup. So just caution to the wind there, I guess. But um no, yeah, I hope he goes with the four, the four at the back too. Uh the four four two. I think it's been the, the best result for us. And I think 
I think the defense has looked very solid against uh, it, even in a four four two, especially like for example against Pumas, a very tough matchup in the sense that you had Nico Castillo, you know, and we still looked pretty good. Granted, you know, there was a little bit moments here and there, but for the most part, you know, the defense looks happy in that formation, and I hope it stays like that. Yeah, you know, going back a little bit too, you know, I was gonna kind of joke around with you whenever you said, you know, you kind of seen some problems from the midfield going to the attackers. You know, I was gonna say, let's just skip the whole midfield and we'll go from defense to, to the <laughs> defense right away. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah, which is something that we kind of did in um in the Queretaro matchup because we didn't really have a midfield midfield, and we kind of yeah. just went to the attack. Um, but I mean, I I. I'm just gonna say, like, I, I haven't got anything right. So, I mean, I uh, sometimes I even question myself too, but it's okay. Um, you know, a five-three-two does bring up. Uh, so someone's brought this up to my attention right now that a five-three-two does kind of provide a wing back, you know, uh, support when you do push forward. I think the only the only reason why too I don't like it is even though we do get that wing back support. Carlos Vargas, I know Johnny mentioned it that he doesn't really look at the like a player to go forward. And granted, I you know I said he's had his moments, but he, you know even in his best, you don't really see him going up against you know the the Tigres defense and taking on and and you know maybe putting on a really deadly ball because I you know we've seen this kid you know he can give a good pass here and there, but you know going forward is is he is he really the right option? Yeah, you know, it'd be kind of interesting, too, you know, if they do go with that 5-3-2, you know, I'm trying to think about it a little bit, you know, I am i don't think it would have happened, but, you know, it'd be kind of weird, you know, if, uh, nah, I think you said it was uh, Ball, uh, Aguilera, Bruno, Edson, and Carlos, but I kind of see it as it would be Ball, Edson, uh, Bruno, and Aguilera, then Carlos, you know, since um, considering that Edson has played right back a little bit, you know, with how much ball moves up, you know, obviously you can kind of move it a little bit. If, if ball does make his runs and stuff like that, you know, it can kind of be a, a back for a little bit in a sense, but I don't think that would happen, but it's just something kind of random that I, that I kind of thought about. Oh, okay. No, I mean, yeah, like I could see that too. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of something that I thought about, you know, but who knows, you know, we won't really know until uh, we see the lineup, you know, what, what's going to happen and what we think will happen more. That's true. That's right. At this point, it's a guessing game, which um, for those of you tuning in, I'm pretty bad at. Um, I love a good guessing game. Yeah, you know, you, you. I think you've been on you've been on the money a couple of times here now. We should probably keep score to see, you know, at the end of the season, who got who predicted the best lineup. Then, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that, and then uh, loser has to buy Whataburger. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're painting me as a loser already because I don't, you know, there's no water burger here, so I think I'm, I, I think I, that's your way of saying I'm a lose. But you know what? I'll take your challenge. Um, it should be fun. It should be fun adding a little bit of competition into the podcast. I like it. I like it. So, um, that pretty much does it for the preview of the Tigres matchup. I think, uh, I think we're confident. Um. I think we're happy with the way the team is performing. I think Piojo is actually, you know, starting to get the team and the rhythm he wants. Let's put it this way. It's not going to be a 5-1 thriller by any means. It's going to be a very tough matchup. It can even be a little boring at times, ladies and gentlemen. 
do not change the channel because I promise you, towards the last 15 minutes, it's going to get real intense. Especially, especially if one of the teams has a goal already. So, I mean, I th I'm excited for the matchup because this is, a, this is actually the very first time we, you know, you can say we came off a really good performance and now we need to test that against a really, really good side. So I think this is going to be a perfect matchup. And I think, you know, this is going to be a great, you know, stepping stool, a great platform to go on if we do get the three points. Yeah, you know, three points, dude. And all we can see is this guy from there if we can beat through this is with these three points. Definitely. Definitely. So, what's your prediction for the game against Steelers this Saturday? I'm gonna go two one. I'm gonna think. I think we're gonna come back. Steelers gonna strike first, and we're gonna come oh, back. Come back. Okay, that makes for yeah. a great story. That's gonna make for a great uh, podcast episode if we do come back. Danny um, Martin, ninety minutes header. Wow. I'm calling it. I'm calling wow, it. Oh, that's risky, my man. That's risky. Okay. Okay. I'm going conservative here because, as you guys know, too, when it comes to predicting score lines, it's the same way as predicting lineups. I mean, it's just it, – it doesn't go. I'm going conservative here. I'm going 1-0 America roughly around the 50th minute, and then we park the bus. All right. I see you. Sounds good. Sounds good. I like my odds. Um I don't know about that 2-1. If it is a 90th minute goal, like I'm just gonna, you know, it's I'm gonna be on a very panicky mode throughout the whole game. And I'm gonna be waiting for that 90th minute. If that goal does not come, <laughs> I'm just saying there is gonna be some tension come up the next podcast. But but uh let's go. Come on, America, let's do this. Vamos for the three points. Um do you think you think uh Jeremy Mann is gonna have a very important um uh, performance here? Like, is, is you think the fact that the Frenchman coming on against uh, the Frenchman? And then it made no so. sense, but... It... Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. I think so. I think it'd be um, an interesting lineup, you know, Frenchman versus Frenchman, you know. It'd be kind of uh, interesting to see how um, how much uh, Jeremy Menez plays, you know, when he gets subbed in and stuff like that, and uh, how much of an impact he'll have on the game if he has enough time. No, I think I think his his role will be key, just depending on kind of when he comes into. So we can't, I can't really say much, but you know, we'll just kind of wait and see. You know, the crazy thing is, this is a matchup where I feel like he would not even feature. This is a matchup that I don't think Piojo would risk bringing on Jeremy Menez on for. And this is a matchup where I see Joe Benny Corona getting a substitution. I see Ibarwin getting a substitution for maybe a tired Renato or Cecilio. After that. I could see him chucking another defender in there. You know, I, of, I, of I, course, if we need a goal, then of course, bring on Menace. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of think it, uh, we'll kind of see what the score line, you know, going into the second half, you know, whether it be 0 0 or, you know, just whatever the score line happens to be after halftime, you know, and then we'll say around the 50th minute, you know, see who starts uh, telling to warm up and stuff like that, you know, because. I think it just all depends on timing. And, you know, I've, I've said it time, too, you know, I don't think Yoho makes subs at the right time. You know, I think he waits too long sometimes. Um, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see, too, as well. As the yes, game goes on, this the is going to be one of those matchups where Piojo is going to have to get it right in when it comes yeah. to substitutions. So this is a and very... I, and, I, and I know he will, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. 
No, no, no. Yeah, like I said, like I said too previously, I know he will. You know, he, he's like I said too earlier. You know, um, what happened in the year? You know, he's not gonna want that to happen again. Yeah, I think this is a very important matchup for Miguel in the tactical sense, like a managerial sense. So, I, I, I think for the most part, he's up for it. Um, I think the players are ready. Um, pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm confident. I also want to say though, if Jeremy Menez does not feature in his matchup Americanistas let's not jump to conclusion let's not get mad because I think in the end the result overweighs one player really what it what it is and you know it's 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 team before one player so the team comes first the result comes first and if we have to sacrifice not seeing Jeremy Menes I think we can live with that and then proceed to the next matchup so um it's a very important matchup it's a very important game it's gonna be a very interesting one to watch um i'm not gonna promise you guys a very end-to-end matchup a very exciting you know if you if you're looking for that but i you know if you're a type of person that likes the tactical sides of the game to see how each team tries to break each other down so if you guys are you know if you guys if that's the type of person you are then pay attention to this game because it's going to be a very very good uh tactical matchup between tuca ferretti and uh arpiojo herrera so that's pretty much it. So that's our review. We're going uh, we're going with an America victory. Hopefully we can get that. Hopefully you guys are excited for that as well because of course it's uh it's 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 a very good matchup and a very good tough opposition. So uh pretty much it. We're running down to the end of the podcast. Uh we're going a little shorter than last time. I know last time we dragged on a little bit uh longer, but of course we had Johnny Rico on the podcast. So that was one of the reasons too. We wanted to get as much as we could. Um, anything else you want to throw out, throw out there, uh, maybe about the Tigers matchup, maybe anything else in regards to anything? No, no, I think I think we covered much. Uh, everything that we could possibly talk about, you know, everything's covered. Um, I'm happy if you're happy with the end. I'm happy too. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode six of the Eagle Eye podcast. I want to give a huge shout out to every single one of you guys who tuned in live to watch it. A uh, huge shout out goes to Garrett, Esteban, Mari. Uh, every single one of you guys, if I'm missing someone, I am sorry. Every single one of you guys who watched to tune in, every single one of you guys who are listening right now, a huge shout out goes out to you guys for the support that you guys have been giving us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. So make sure you guys keep posted on that and uh, make sure you guys go and, uh, you know, keep following us, keep following the journey. Thank you to all of you who have followed us on Twitter and has made this little Eagle Eye family grow. We tremendously tremendously appreciate that also huge shout out to the mexican soccer show for finally following us on twitter huge shout out goes to them if you guys don't know who they are i highly suggest you guys do watch them uh, some of the pioneers of this great movement that is the liga mx english community so make sure you guys go check them out uh we're, we're stoked that they finally followed us on uh on back on twitter and um yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. Uh, like like he's, like Dylan said, we have so much more planned for the future. Uh, we got, you know, more special guests coming on to the show. We're going to do some, hopefully, collaborations with other people. Uh, we, we got a lot on our plate that, we, that we're definitely going to dish out to you guys. So make sure you guys stay tuned. But like I said, this has been episode six of the Eagle Eye Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's hope for an America victory on Saturday. Let's go. Dylan. Thank you so much for taking out the time and uh, talking everything Aguilas, but in English. 
Yeah, man, no problem. Always my pleasure. Something like forward to every Tuesday, especially uh, this rough Tuesday for me after taking two tests that I was unprepared for. Yeah, hey, shout out to my guy right here, you know, busting hard, working hard, uh, grinding, doing what he's got to do, and still jumping out the podcast. So huge shout out goes to you guys, to you. And to every single one of you guys who are who are listening to this and our students and you're getting the grind and you're taking those midterms and you're acing them, even if you're not acing them, you're giving your best shot, you know, shout out goes to you guys. Remember, kids, stay in school. But that does it for us. Anything else you want to add on, Dylan? Um, oh, pro clubs. Pro clubs, guys. We're on. We're in Division 9 right now. Oh, and, yes. Uh, I forgot we were going to get an update on that. Yeah, it, we're in Division Nine right now, and um, we we took a nail in Division Nine. We took uh, like three draws, but we played. What was it? Saturday night we played. We ended it with three points, so um, we're not getting relegated, which is good news. So we're in Division Nine right now with about five games left to play, looking to get promoted. So at this point, we are officially gonna host tryouts for anyone who wants to join the Eagle Eye Podcast FC uh gaming experience because I feel like I feel like we need another player there just to hold the midfield. I mean I can hold the midfield but then there's no one to, to go up, up front with you. So if you guys are like interested in playing you know with us you know if you guys have an Xbox one uh shoot us uh you know on on the on the Eagle Eye podcast uh Twitter page uh just let us know maybe we'll maybe we'll put it out there to see if people actually want to join and play. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're on pro clubs. It's uh, it's road to division one. Um, it's a very sturdy and pretty hard road as we are trying to figure this out. But um, hey, I think you know we're having fun. Um, I think you know that's the most important part. I think you know we're uh, we're we're there. We're repping the America jersey. Uh, it's never easy, but you know we're having fun. Yeah, I think yeah we're having fun. You know, it's just uh, the two point six rating that I got. <laughs> This I don't know your how that man happened. right here, your man right here was was on. He wasn't even on Darwin level. Let's just put it that way. He managed to get the worst rating in FIFA I have ever seen. He got himself a two point six, a two point <laughs> six. And you know, it's not like he did anything bad or anything. I think just the rating people just didn't like him for some reason. It was a colorful ref. Yo, shout out to that colorful ref who is always giving me a red card. Cause I <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, there's there's sometimes I go in for a tackle and you know it's I think at the most you give me a yellow. Like, you know, we're not even allowed to do chilenas in real in, in the game anymore because of that. So shout out to goes to that colorful ref. And if you get that colorful ref, um Share show us a picture. I mean, it's 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 always funny when when people get them. Like I've gotten him, you got him. Um, I but, feel like I get him every game. Yeah, yeah, he's always there. He's like, um, I don't know. He's just always there. But I mean, you know, props. So we're doing we're we're, we're trying to do a big, but uh, but the most important part is having fun. Um, and this could be a cool way to interact with other people, like, you know, from from the Eagle Eye family. Um, if you guys want to join us, if you guys have an Xbox One and you guys would like to, I, you know, we can we can hold trials. I mean, we're looking for anyone, really, forward, defender, midfielder, you know. If you, if you guys you want know, to throw your, your name in the ring. Yeah, you know, you know, 
I I play Cam. No, I play a striker and you play Cam, but I don't know. For some reason, we always switch roles in game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lately he's been feeding me and I've been scoring. Uh, but beforehand, I was, you know, feeding him and he was scoring. So it's been crazy. Um, so we'll keep you guys updated from time to time. And we'll let you guys know uh, when and if we can escape Division 9. I think at this point it was road to Division One, but I think now at this point is like just make sure you don't get relegated, and I think that's a pretty good season. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's just, it's fun, it's crazy. So you know, if you want to join, come join us. Come join us. So uh, you guys know hashtag Eagle IFC. We're trying to do it as big as possible. So that does it for uh, today's episode, episode six. Uh, like I said, I hope you guys have a great, great time. Uh, we'll be definitely catching up on Saturday. And uh, don't forget, we live tweet the matchups too. So, you know, you guys get to interact with us as well there. So, uh, again, thank you for all you guys' support. And uh, pretty much wraps it up for tonight. So, we'll see each other very, very soon. Until next time, everyone, take care.